the Avatar is dead. If he was here, he would protect us. My name is Ung, and I'm the Avatar. I ran away, but I'm back now, here on the Sunday Movie Marathon. Wow. Oh, that pained me to say. Worst movie ever made. <laughs> I'm excited um, for that to come up on the marathon list eventually. Is that the is Avatar? It on there? <laughs> um, there's M. Night Shyamalan films. Oh my god. Oh, damn it, there is as well. Well, you guys made the list, okay? Oh no, I don't think that's on there though. So I think we'll be free. I never want to watch that movie again because it's literally the worst thing I've ever seen. That is that movie, isn't it? The Last Airbender. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. The Last Airbender. Terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> We're back. It's episode thirty-two, and we we we're back to like th- regularly scheduled programming. We never thought that we'd do it, but here we are. Yeah, start of a new era. We got a new yeah. co-host. We do. Yo, what way to introduce myself? Holy shit! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been on before, Darcy. So. Yeah, everyone knows me by now. All the four people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's nice. And uh, so, so we we were able to like, it's it's a new era in a lot of ways because now we're able to like meet up inside again. So we've done this marathon, uh, in in the same room. We we actually watched the movies together again, which was a real treat because I yeah. haven't watched a movie <laughs> with people in like a very long time. <laughs> I've forgotten what it was like. Yeah, I have to say, even though spoilers, the the second and third movie we watched it was not very good. I had mm. a good time, like just hanging out of yours, watching the marathon again. It's been such a yeah. long time since we've done it. It just kind of reminded me what made us do the podcast to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Because if we'd watched these like alone, I expect it would be a lot less fun. Because as you as you say, like last two, not very good. Uh, I think even like the first one is also enhanced by like just being with different people and uh, watching it with with others yeah. again. Got like some snacks and some drinks. Just had a fun time. <laughs> I would say Marathons it was thirty three percent enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did go to the cinema again. I think we all went to the cinema. Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw a taxi driver uh, yesterday as I'm speaking. And, um, I mean, it was a great movie, obviously, but it just, uh, I've, I've forgotten what it was like, the experience of cinema and just going to the cinema. And like I said last episode that there were like, before they opened, uh, the, before they closed last year, there were people like sat behind you and there were people sat in front of you. They haven't remedied that, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know what it was like for you that, uh, when you guys saw No, uh, exactly the same. Yeah. People just everywhere. I, I mean, I'm saying that me and Chris had our own road to ourselves, but there was people in front, people behind. And if yeah. you turn around, not a single fucker's wearing masks. And it's fine because they're trying to eat, apparently. But um, people just didn't show up in them. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, they're eating the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty busy screening as well. It's really weird because even when um, cinemas first reopened, like after the first lockdown, like I never saw a screen like super busy. I saw like I think I saw three films in like big screens, like those being Tenet, New Mutants, and The Exorcist. And none of those mm. s- rooms were that fi- full, considering how big the rooms were. 
But this one was like pretty busy. It was really weird to see. And there was no good reason why it should have been. Let's be honest. Saw movie. People like those. Yeah, people want to see the Saw movies. Yeah, I suggested it. I was at work and I said, should we just go? Go see it? And he's like, yeah, there's two show-ins. So that's where we ended up. I get that. But then like when I saw Taxi Driver, it was like me and like maybe four other people were in the cinema. And three of those people were sat directly behind me. <laughs> Not really? You had all this space. All this space. And I I went uh, to book my ticket before I went to work. And when I booked my ticket, there were no like people who had um, booked before me. So I was like, okay, so that's going to give people a good indication not to sit directly behind me or directly in front of me. No. That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I guess they just want particular seats. I don't care if people are near there. Yeah, I suppose so. But it was a relatively small screen, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. we're seeing it tomorrow and we booked the ticket earlier and it's like a very, very tiny screen. Mm. How how was um, Saw then from the Book oh, of yeah. Spiral? <laughs> Should talk about the Spiral from the Book of Saw? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Book, yeah. Um, do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll let Chris take this one because he looks like he's, he's dying to say something yeah. about it. Yeah. So the plot of this film, Chris Rock's there. He's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> he's there. Yeah, he's there. <laughs> Um, he's a cop who is kind of he has a, like a history of bringing down corrupt bad cops in his precinct and everyone in his precinct hates him because of it and the, there's a huge conspiracy because there's a copycat killer of Jigsaw who just appears and starts killing people in the precinct who are corrupt and dirty and it's just this huge web of this mystery him trying to track down this killer everyone in the precinct thinking it's him or like trying to go behind his back and getting killed because of it. What I will say is it was like nice to see him do something different with the for- the Saw formula. Mm. Like, although he's, he's still got the general Saw tropes, like like the really choppy editing, um, that really like obnoxious bit where like just cut around to loads of different shots for no reason. Obviously, the extreme gore and trap sequences, that's all there. But for the most part, it's like a fairly slow building, like, mystery film. Reminded me a lot of Seven, like, to the point where probably a bit too much. Just nowhere near as good. Mm. It just, it kind of seemed like they watched Seven were like, oh, that's a cool film. Let's try and do that again, but set it in the Saw universe. Yeah. Well, Darren Lynn Boozman, I don't think he's, like, that great a director. No, he sucks. Well, it wasn't a terrible film, but I felt like it could have been any movie and it would have been fine. Like, why did it have to be Saw? It It, just wasn't necessary It didn't need to be set in the Saw universe. No, not at all. There's, like, occasional references to Jigsaw, but for the most part, it literally could have just been a kind of story that's kind of similar. Yeah, and, like, if you'd never seen them, it wouldn't have mattered because they literally just talk about it. Like, oh, here's this picture of... John Kramer on the table. Do you remember him? And then there was like um, po- uh, posters and photos and stuff of just like old traps, but like no one ever mentions them really. They're just sort of there hanging on the billboard thingy. It's like fucking stupid. Yeah. All right. <laughs> to be honest. Maybe I'll go see it then because I've only seen like the first three, I think. But you know shit's about to get real when the saw music starts playing, like that jingle jangle music that they have in every single film. Yeah. Plays in like the final bit. Yeah. 
you got the classic saw ending where everything gets super tense and there's like they're explaining the entire film and there's loads of flashbacks of bits you've already seen <laughs> that stuff that bit's always my favorite bit in the saw films because that's where it gets like so stupid and convoluted it's just hilarious but that's when you also know it's about to end so if you really hate the film the second that music starts playing you can go all right we've got 10 minutes left and i'm gonna go <laughs> home in terms of acting chris rock is a terrible actor i think (laughs) he sucked in it it was not good not good he was making all these jokes and a lot of them just they i they just felt like unnecessary to the tone of the movie like oh my wife is cheating on me oh damn it really hurt me and then two seconds later he'd be like fuck off shanks whatever the fuck his name was it was just it was weird yeah (laughs) there were a lot of really weird jokes I remember when he first started talking, I turned to Darcy and he was like, anytime I hear him talk, I just think of his character from Madagascar. Yeah. Which actually made me Good laugh out Marty. loud. Yeah. It, he, well, I don't know. Every time I hear his voice, I just think of Everybody Hates Chris. I don't know if yeah. either of you have seen that show. I never watched it. Ah. Uh, no, I thought you were talking about Chris Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no, he does the, narr- uh, the narration for it because apparently it's about his life. And every time I hear his voice, that's what I hear. So Chris is thinking about cartoon zebras or whatever. And I'm thinking about some small kid from like the fucking... I don't even know where he's from, actually. Well, the Madagascar trilogy is a great trilogy, so I can't complain. It reminded me of that. Mm, I mean, all things considered. um, It wasn't terrible, but um, unnecessary, I would have said. I mean, it was good to be back in a cinema. Um, Samuel Jackson's (laughs) in it. He kind of just shows up to <laughs> oh. swear and say the N-word a yeah, lot. That and, was about it. Oh, and really? that weird part where he, he just turns out of nowhere and goes, what you talk about, Willis? And <laughs> I just turned to Chris and I was like, what That was like hell? an exact thing he said. He, he said, did. what are you talking about, Willis? He just turns around and uh, Chris Rock's like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. They have no self-awareness. Yeah. No. Why are they making this movie? I guess they wanted, like, that you say it could have been anything, but they need to saw IP. To get Honestly, people in it did, seats. Yeah. It did not have to be a Saw movie. They just vaguely referenced it. I think they just wanted people to go and see it, which is me. <laughs> the, the idea of the film came because apparently Chris Rock went into Lionsgate completely uninvited and was like, I've got a really cool idea for a Saw movie. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> That's they Lionsgate. were. Yeah. It's Lionsgate. Yeah. They have nothing anymore. Like, <laughs> please, Chris Rock, care. save us. Please, Marty. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's not the worst film in the world. It's probably one of the better Saw movies, I'd say. But I don't think it's a very good movie. I probably wouldn't watch it again. No. Which I actually wouldn't say about the other Saw movies, because I think even the worst ones are so hilarious and ridiculous that I enjoy watching them. This one was just kind of average, I think. Yeah, I thought I would have... Um got a bit more enjoyment out of it considering because obviously it's so over the top and ridiculous but um yeah apart from samuel jackson saying what you're talking about willis i didn't really um laugh all that much oh apart from there's this one scene this is this isn't even a spoiler it's just really fucking funny um that weird choppy editing that they do and there's a bit a bit where um chris rock is crying in his car and it's like the funniest thing i've oh, yeah. ever seen he literally just sits down <laughs> he's really calm and it just suddenly cuts to him <laughs> screaming it's so it funny. Really funny no one else was laughing it was just me and chris just like <laughs> laughing at this 
it's like our sense of humor so warped that stuff like that makes us laugh. All these people are probably here thinking like, oh yes, a new Saw movie. This is going to be really cool and awesome. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know how many of those people are going to like walk out the film and be like, oh yeah, that was a great Saw movie because like, there's like a few traps in the film, but for the most part, it's fairly slow. There's not really a lot going on. Like, I don't think if you go in wanting a Saw movie and nothing else, like have no expectations for it to be anything other than a Saw movie, I feel like you'd probably be a bit disappointed because it does take it in a different direction. Yeah, there's there's not like um you know your casual like gore scenes. I mean, there's a couple, but it's nowhere near as saw like as the rest of the films like if you're there like me to watch a bit of torture porn or whatever it's not really um it's not really going to be your film i don't think no yeah yeah i don't know if there's really much else to say about it i'd give it like a five out of ten it was fine i wouldn't watch Mm -hmm. it again could have been a lot worse than it was Mm, i mean i gave it a six out of awkwardness but that was purely because I went on Letterboxd and I was too too anxious to take back my rating. So <laughs> six out of ten it is. <laughs> out of pity for Darren Lynn Boozman. Yeah. There you go, man. <laughs> it was better than Repo. Yeah. That's like the bar with all his films. Are they better or worse than Repo? I haven't <laughs> seen Repo, but I've heard nothing good. <laughs> oh, you should watch it, actually, because it's, you know, it's it's not... Like the worst thing in the world. It's pretty funny. I mean, it's better than Shrek the Musical, at least. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it was better than that. <laughs> Never again. So if, if one day you're in the mood, you're like, what can I w- watch that's only slightly better than Shrek the Musical? <laughs> I would recommend that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Chris lent me a DVD the other day. This Gaspar Noé's Irreversible. And I watched it last night. Uh, I'm only going to do like a quick thing on this, honestly. But it was very upsetting. And I didn't really know what to think. I hadn't like looked up anything uh, about the movie beforehand. So I was going in very blind. And basically, it's like, it's a movie that takes place in its like non-chronological order. And I didn't realise this until like maybe halfway through. And then, you know, I'm kind of... I'm, I'm really into like Gaspar Noé shit. Like I love Climax and I love uh, Enter the Void. So I was excited to see this. I've heard nothing but good things about it, really. Um, or just like people praising it. And I can, I can tell why. Uh, I understand that. <laughs> and honestly, I, I did really like it. I liked it a lot. But there's a scene in this that's a bit too much for me. And I think I could probably say like trigger warning, right? Like, rape yeah uh because it's it's pretty horrendous that there's this one scene in it where a girl goes down into like a subway and first of all like this she's like i'm trying to get to this place and she's like walked out of this party and then this other girl's like oh yeah go down the uh go down in the underpass it's safer i'm like no one has ever said that ever (laughs) no yeah (laughs) no one in the history of ever (laughs) the underpass is safer no one said that but she goes under this underpass and oh god um and she gets raped and it's this like one shot and it goes on for ages and ages and ages and you're just watching it unfold and it's truly horrible yeah it's like seven or eight minutes completely uninterrupted just one shot 
Yeah. Oh, God. So I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, fight or flight mode just talking about it right now. Um, but I had to pause it because it was, it was a lot to take in. And yeah. I'm sort of, I've never, ever paused a movie out of, like, being so overwhelmed and, like, upset before that I just had to take a break and I had to, like, pause it and then I had to, like, exit off of the screen because I didn't want to look at it. And I just, like, got up and, like, walked around a bit and just, like, <laughs> tried not to cry because it was just, it was so horrible yeah. to watch. And, like, I understand why it was there. And, unfortunately, it kind of made, like, the rest of the movie kind of just hard to watch or just hard to, like, focus on because I was just thinking about that. Um, but I think there's kind of merit in doing something like that because it could have been handled really terribly and it could have been insensitive and it could have been like unrealistic and it could have it could have you could have just watched it and been like this isn't this is nothing but it was i mean i hesitate to call it like oh yeah i really enjoyed it because i didn't um and i really fucking hated it to truth be told but like i got out of it and i was like well that's an experience that i've never had with anything else and um but i just i've been thinking about it all day today and i like i was like i hope no one walks in at this point because this would be pretty fucking hard to explain and it was it's it's pretty violent and it's just it's non-stop and it keeps going yeah and yeah it's just um it's probably the most disturbing thing i've ever seen in a film yeah i would second that honestly and Gaspar Noé is quite a provocateur. Um, up until that point, I was kind of enjoying it. Maybe like bits and pieces here that I wasn't really on board with or like just like different... The camera's going crazy at all times and sometimes that took me out of it because it's just like... It would be like really dark and I couldn't really see anything. Um, but yeah, I guess just, just to round it off, uh, a lot to take in. I would never recommend it to anyone. <laughs> and I can't believe that you gave this DVD to me, Chris, and you're like, yeah, what's he's, this? He's fucked <laughs> up, isn't he? He's a fucked up man. I feel like it's worse that I gave you the DVD because I bought it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I'm definitely going to watch this again. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could watch it again. Yeah. Maybe not, definitely not, like, in, in like, maybe in, like, a few years. But I could not watch it again for like a very long time after this. It was just um, it it was horrendously viscerally affecting to me. Um, yeah, I've only watched it once, and although I've just got the Blu-ray recently, I don't think I'll watch it like anytime super soon because I watched it like a, yeah. over a year ago, and it's still like very haunting film so i'll get around to it but i'm not in a rush to watch it i mostly got it because i know eventually i do want to rewatch it yeah it's a very heady movie uh i like a lot of what it uh tries to do and i like the style of it i like the uh the structure something i've never seen before really i i understand the blu-ray's got like a, a a cut where it's like in chronological order and i'm just yeah. like why why is that but what's the point, even? Yeah, because the original film is like every scene is in non, it's like in reverse order. And that, what makes it work so much is like having like, all, after that rape scene, having all these things about these characters revealed, like that just how young and innocent they are leading up to a big reveal in the last scene. I think that's what makes it just so affecting. 
uh, so I don't think it'll yeah. work quite as well in proper order, but I'm interested no, to yeah. see it. I think even Gaspar Noé said he he prefers the original version. He kind of just put it in like normal order because he was curious to see if it would still work as a film. It's also like 10 minutes shorter as well. Mm. Yeah, that's another thing. This is like an hour and a half long. And at certain points I was like, really? This is really only an hour and a half because it felt so long, yeah. especially during like the more oppressive scenes. And I just, uh, <laughs> it was really just horrible to watch. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone and I wouldn't watch it again for a few years, but I appreciate what I got out of it, I suppose. Uh, so if I had to give it a rating, if I was going to do that, uh, like 8 out of 10, probably. Nice. <laughs> Don't watch it with your parents. <laughs> no, definitely not one to watch with anyone. <laughs> anyone, really? No, I wouldn't watch it with anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Couldn't show it to anyone, really. It's like a horrible, horrible thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard to get through, like, at work, like, today as well. So I was just, like, thinking about that the whole time. Wow. I was like, how the hell am I supposed to get any work done? <laughs> just thinking about this. <laughs> But if you want to start thinking about a film, I think we should start thinking about the bloody Dark Man trilogy. Yes, indeed. Dark <laughs> so Man. yeah, we watched Dark no, no, Man. No, no, no. We watched yeah. Dark Man 1, 2 and 3. Uh, finally. Yeah, finally. It's been, what, what like finally? six months-ish, yeah. seven months maybe. Yeah, it was, like no, it was like beginning of November when we picked on the wheel. Because we were like, yeah. oh, we'll probably be out of lockdown in like a couple of months and we'll get back to it. Almost no half problem. a year later. Here we well, are. I've only got one question, Jesus guys. Christ, yeah. Was it mm -hmm. worth the wait? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we talked three, about, um, in one of the very, very first episodes we did, we talked about From Dust or Dawn, that trilogy. I got a lot of vibes of that. I think these two trilogies are very similar. And maybe I like, I don't know if I could say I like Dark Man more. Um, I like the first more movie more than I like 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 I got more enjoyment out of Dark Man than I did out of From Dust or Dawn I suppose. Yeah, but I'd agree with that. A lot of similarities, especially in like they they made this one movie, and there wasn't supposed to be any sequels afterwards, but they just made them anyway a few years after and pumped out two sequels. Yeah. And similarly to From Dust or Dawn, they shot the sequels back to back. With the From Dust or Dawn ones, they had two different directors. With this one, they had the same director. They shot two films within a month. But released <laughs> them the other way around. Yeah. And that's why, Max, the second film sucked so much, because it was meant to be the third film. Yeah, the third film was supposed to be the second one, the second one was supposed to be the third one, and they just decided to flip it around for some reason. So I feel oh. like when they got to filming the second film they were like towards the end they were like I can't be fucking bothered anymore <laughs> it, it, maybe it actually makes sense but yeah we'll talk about that in a bit should mm -hmm. we talk about the first Dark Man to begin woo yeah let's do it <laughs> the best yeah. of the three yep so yep, it is. Dark Man from 1990 directed by Sam Raimi who I love, he's one of my favourite directors, like the Evil Dead trilogy and the Spider-Man movies are just incredible movies that I can watch over and over again. He just has like a very distinct style. You can tell he really just has fun with his movies. He doesn't care whether they're a bit cartoony or over the top, he just has fun making them and that just comes off in everything he makes, including this movie. 
which um, stars Liam Neeson. He is like a scientist who is creating like synthesized skin, which could be used for like burn victims and people like that. Um, but the problem is they can't, in making the skin, it only lasts for, I think it's 99 minutes. And then some a group of guys come along and destroy all his research um, and attempts to murder him. Um, he eventually wakes up after an explosion in hospital. He has lost all like feeling to all any of his nerves or anything because of his like adrenaline. I think it was. He's now got super strength, <laughs> and he decides to <laughs> take any of the equipment that was left over in the wreckage, take it to a new layer that he's built, and get revenge on the people who tried to kill him. Don't forget, Chris, the uh, equipment that randomly survived the fire and explosion. Also, there's a love interest in there, played by Frances McDormand. Yep. Can't forget about her. Oh, what, Julie? I did yeah. forget about her, though. Good old <laughs> um, Julie. She was forgettable, sadly. So, yeah, what did yeah. everyone think of Darkman? It was fucking bonkers. I it? loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of loved it, too, honestly. i got to yeah. say, it's really stupid. Insanely yes. stupid. <laughs> but the experience, and especially, I think, watching it with you guys helped a lot. Uh, in just like how we were able to react to it together and just like the the more insane moments made for just better viewing overall. Yeah, definitely. This is my second time watching it and the first time I watched it with a group of people and I, it that definitely heightened the experience. I was just having such a blast with it. It's a very stupid movie. It doesn't take itself seriously in the slightest. <laughs> no. There's a lot of bits that are funny, but you don't really know whether... It was like intentionally funny, or whether it's just like something that's not very good, um, and that's kind of what I loved about the film. It's just, it's just very silly. Yeah, he's like he loses his skin and his sense of touch, and and then they're like uh, losing his skin and his, his all nerve endings made him stronger than ever before. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <he's> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> while he's in hospital, sure. like wrapped up in these bandages. <laughs> yeah. I no, there was a lot of it that didn't, well, none of it made any sense, but that part in particular, I thought, wait, what? Yeah, and in the explosion, he, like, lost all his lips, but kept his nose and right, his eyes don't, intact. I mentioned this, right? How does he have a nose? And secondly, why does he have eyes still? Think about it. He was burnt, like, nearly all over his face, right? But he still has his yeah. eyeballs. He's not blind. Nothing happened to you him. You can also speak fluently yeah. with, without without having lips. Without lips, yeah. Like, Max, make it make sense, please. <laughs> One of you, um, please. Well, he just closed his eyes when the explosion was going off. Probably that's how we didn't <laughs> lose him. Uh, um, I mean, he that... kept his eyelashes, I guess. But, yeah, whatever. Oh, um, and the beautiful CG effect of him flying up the explosion is literally yeah, funny. That's every literally time. all yeah. three movies and we all <laughs> laugh at every time. Every time. It's amazing. It was yeah, golden. Because it's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just on fire, flying through the air. Yeah, fantastic stuff. They had, like, fake teeth put in that mm -hmm. look fucking weird as shit. The prosthetics. I actually really like them in this movie. Like his burned yeah. face and like his, the the mm. scarring on his body. Uh, I liked a lot of like like his costume looked really good too. I got a lot, I can get on board with a lot of that. I just uh, think that the whole premise is stupid as hell, and I think none of it makes any sense. No, no. <laughs> there is some great practical effect work in the film, though. I think it's um 
by Robert Kurtman, I think his name might be. He's like a pretty big um, makeup and practical effect artist, Work on, worked on all the Evil Dead movies, worked on From Dust Till Dawn. He's done loads of stuff. And yeah, he worked on this and it looks really good. I think that sort of stuff like holds up really well. There's a couple bits I noticed where they use like stop motion really briefly. Like there's a bit where his entire hand is like completely destroyed and that was like done using stop motion. Oh what where it was like melting from the the heat. No, he was like using a computer or something and his oh, hand was right, moving. Where his hand and it was, spins like, round because he's making the hand. No, not even that. He was literally oh. just had his hands at a computer and one of his hands was like horribly burnt. And that was like stop motion. Um, but it looked really cool. It's like one of those like very subtle usages of it where you wouldn't really be able to tell unless you're really like focusing on it. Um, but I think all that stuff looks fantastic. It's only really like some of those CGI effects and green screen that don't hold up very well. But I mean, <laughs> considering the tone of the movie, you can kind of let that fly. Kind of I- just adds to... Yeah, I actually just yeah. thought, yeah, it, it. it just makes it funnier, like where he's yeah. like hanging from the sky or whatever, and you can just see the green screen behind him, and it's like see like a black there. line around. Yeah, him. literally the little halo. <laughs> yeah, it's all that stuff makes it a lot funnier. I think um, it had like the same plot. There's like a lot of different things, like Deadpool. It's like the exact same plot as Deadpool. I can't blame this movie for that, obviously. Um, yeah. But, like, also, like, Cinderella, I got a lot of vibes from just, like, oh, he's got a, a certain amount of time before his fate starts melting off and he has to run away <laughs> <laughs> while he's on his date with Francis McDormand. Yeah. Or, like, The Dark Knight. Or, like, it reminded me a lot of, like, like Mission Impossible when they, like, put the faces on themselves and, like, disguise themselves as different people. Uh, yeah. But that was all, like... I think it it works best in this movie uh, because it's so like silly, uh, and you you get like the the f- stupid funny moments, like when he's got Durant's face on and he's like swirling around and in the uh, the door the, of the hotel, yeah, and he, they're just looking at each other, yeah, yeah. I think um, they really capture just the feel of a comic book in this film just in how like it doesn't really take itself seriously like some of it's very silly but it's also like very like fun and exciting that it kind of just gave me the vibes that you get from reading a comic book that i don't think many films really managed to capture that well it, um sam raimi was obviously a big fan of comic books like he wanted to make um either a film based on a comic book character called the shadow or Batman, like he he was um, in talks to make the original Tim Burton Batman and that fell through and that kind of just led to him creating this whole new character of Darkman, which um, was apparently inspired <laughs> by the Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Phantom of the Opera and the Elephant Man. He kind of just blended elements of all that together and I think it, it just works really well. Yeah, 100% you can definitely tell. The, uh, Phantom of the Opera in there, to be yeah. honest. You can see a lot of where he gets his inspirations from. He wears them on his sleeve, I think. Um, I think we're, we're praising the movie a lot, but honestly, um, and I do like it. I like it a lot, but there was also like a lot of stuff that just wasn't like fun for me. Like I did get kind of bored uh, for a, f- a few parts, just like plots and sequences that I've just seen before and I don't find particularly special. Um, 
like yeah. I don't know, like just like we talk about like how it's emulating all these different things, and it's like yeah, I just see these things, and maybe I would rather watch what it's emulating at certain times than what it's trying to show me, you know? Yeah, that's fair enough. There's a few sequences in particular that I found really funny. Like, um, there's that sequence of him, like when he first makes his face. It's like this weird montage where there's like beakers flying around the screen <laughs> and stuff. That was quite hilarious. And I, love um, that bit. I think my favorite bit of the film is the fairground scene where he's trying to win um, a pink elephant for his girlfriend, yeah. and he like gets like a strike, throws a ball at these bowling pins, and he's like, "I want the pink elephant." And this guy was like, "You had your." foot over the line he's like no i didn't and he's like starts this argument and there's just this <laughs> very cartoony guy who's like no way <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like that. Just like, the pink elephant <laughs> <laughs> give it to me <laughs> yeah it's just this very tense scene that like just builds up and it's just really <laughs> yeah, ridiculous it's so, it's so funny i didn't actually <clears> think that happened in the first film yeah yeah that was the first film I know. I'm just. I'm just completely lost. All these films. I think it's because we watched them back to back. All these films sort of like became one long yeah. film. Mm. Yeah, I remember um, our friend Reed showed me that scene like, before I saw the original movie. When when we'd been drinking one day, and I found it so funny that I literally went home and the next day I watched the film for the first time. <laughs> it, it it is ridiculous enough to be like that is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I didn't like like the villains. They make a big deal out of like Durant, who's like the big the big bad, but he sucked, man. He sucked <laughs> he, he so much. Shit, criminal as well. Like he's he's not really your big master criminal, is he? Like especially when he gets other people no. to do his work for him. Like he's like Fat Tony. He's just a bit shit, really, isn't he? Yeah, he's like yeah. the big um, mafia head, and he's just not very good. No, he's awful. No, he's not. He's the the acting's bad, and the motivations and the writing around him. His character is bad. I think most of the movie is kind of directed towards Liam Neeson being Dark Man, who also I don't think is very good in the movie, but he's so not good that it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, he's really, really over the top. It's just so mm. funny to watch, especially when he just starts like shouting and freaking out. That bit's like just made me laugh every single time. <laughs> yeah, his like power move is like just fall on someone from above. Yeah. 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 I was happy when they finally brought that back and like the end of the third film. Yeah, they do it a lot. <laughs> just, just like, oh, he's doing this again. <laughs> he's just falling on them. <laughs> it's like, does this ever work? <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. How did he even get up there? <laughs> oh, who knows? He's dark man. Did he just crawl up the ceiling somehow? <laughs> it's, I don't know how that happened in like every single film. But maybe don't he's think got about um, it. <laughs> Like, really strong dexterity. Like, maybe he can grip really well. Like, he's the strongest man alive, apparently. Yeah, but he barely ever uses his strength. His super strength. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a... I don't know. I feel like it was just, like, a weird add-on, as if he didn't really need to be the strongest man in the world, but because he can't feel anything, he needs to have some sort of weird superpower. Yeah, he's got to have some superpower, otherwise he's not really a... Superhero, or whatever he's supposed to be. I mean, he's hardly a superhero. I'd call him an anti hero at best. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he's a little self interested, maybe. I think <laughs> there's there's a lot of like shooting in this movie, a lot of guns because Durant's, a lot of shooting that goes like, nowhere. Yeah, 
So like he's every running, bullet like, misses. Yeah, I was like, does he have super <laughs> bullet evading powers that I have not heard of? Like, oh yeah, losing my skin and nerve endings made me super strong, and also, uh, also I can't be hit by bullets. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like he has super speed as well. Like he just seems to be able to touch everything. Yeah, or he's gone in like a moment's notice. He like jumps out of the hospital window. And the window itself is like CG. The fake window, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of like really weird, unnecessary like green screen effects where it's like <laughs> you you really did not need to put that in. What's wrong it with the real of, window? <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of like some of the newer Marvel movies where they'll like film bits on a green screen that easily could have been done on a set that wouldn't have cost that <laughs> much money. Yeah. But like how did he survive like jumping out of the window? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> There's all it's this stuff that you have to overlook and you have to say, oh, whatever, don't think about it because yeah, there, so there is so much of the film that you have to do that yeah. with. But that's kind of why I love the film. It's just like a mindless movie. You don't, <laughs> don't really have to think about anything at all. It's just so ridiculous and entertaining. Yeah. It's a good turn your brain off movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see like where, where he got the ideas for like Spider-Man. There's just a lot from like that I, I feel Sam Raimi takes from uh, his previous movies, like like Evil Dead or and and also like uh, Dark Man. There's even like a, a a scene like right at the end where he's trying to save the girl from dying, and he like swings from the scaffolding like a, thing. A scaffolding, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, that was in the first exactly one as well. Like Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting watching his films and like seeing how he emerges back to previous stuff he's done yeah i gotta love him honestly even yeah. like maybe i don't i've only seen the first evil dead movie and i didn't love it but it was it was all right and this um playing two minds about it i suppose because it's so stupid but so entertaining and then the well at least two of the spider-man movies i really like um and i'm really in, I'm interested to see what he does with like doctor strange i just think he's yeah. a very interesting director oh well, he's directing that yeah, the new Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Well, then again, why would I? Yeah. <laughs> he originally, um, for this, he wanted um, Bruce Campbell from the Evil Dead movies to star as Darkman. But because um, he was working with Universal, like a big studio, they were like, no, we're not going to put this unknown actor in there. We need to put Liam Neeson, this guy is like this big up and comer. Because this was like his, the first action movie he starred in. It was like one of his first starring roles. Like, just generally. Um, and then the initial plan was instead Bruce Campbell would be, like, star in the sequels. That's why, like, right at the end of this film, Darkman puts on this mask and turns into Bruce Campbell. But um, he was too busy <laughs> to do the sequels instead. So he kind of dodged a bullet there. Ah, that makes so much more sense to me. Because I was like, who is this random geezer? But if yeah, you like, know right who he is... <laughs> Yeah, if you know who he is, though, it makes sense. But if you're like me, you're like, yeah. who the fuck is he? Or if you're like me and like I blinked and I missed that. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Bruce Campbell. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> I like the beginning, like for the just like the the gangsters or like the 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 mafia man like talking to each other, and then like, just this huge explosion happens, and like the shootout begins, and then like, everybody's getting gunned down. I'm like, what the? F- fuck is that oh, yeah and there's like a oh. guy has like a wooden leg that turns into a gun yeah yeah what well, well, takes that off his prosthetic leg there? was it related because i i don't remember what 
actually like after that I just didn't even think about it again. Yes. It was Durant. He had the guns and could, they were shooting because Durant had the the guns. <laughs> ah, of course. <laughs> Durant. It's always Durant. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks so much. <laughs> he is terrible. Can't watch him because his performance is yeah. just Sorry, dastardly. Sorry, man. I, I think he was better in this one than he was in the second one, at least. Do not. Is this a segue? Are we? Are no. we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, it's hard to be worse. <laughs> I like um, how he meets Francis McDormand again. Uh, after he like proposed to her as she was walking to work, he's like, oh, you think maybe we should get married? She's like, oh, I guess so. <laughs> oh wow how romantic and then like <laughs> he doesn't want to see her again so he just like because he's so scarred and hideous and so he just makes friends with a cat instead and gets on with his skin artificial skin work and and then like I found it really weird that like he saw she, like as they met again he, and he has like his face again as he made it that she was more willing to accept that he was like a clone or a ghost than like, oh, he's actually alive. Yeah, because did anyone like, that makes a lot that... of sense because he never, we never found the body. Yeah, and what was even weirder was that he used an, uh, what I thought was like a younger photo of himself. So did she go, yeah. oh look, he's got more hair and he's he's younger looking now, but he's definitely dead. He had a really yeah. good surgery. Yeah, no one, no one questioned it. She was just like, oh yeah, that's got to be you. Okay. Yeah. It was so stupid no. how he like mapped out his new face as well. He was like, <laughs> oh man, my half of my face is so scarred and disgusting. I'll just put it in the old machine and I'll map the, the not burned half of my face onto the burned half of my face and it'll be fine. And it yeah, is fine. Yeah, because like half of the picture was burned over his face so like he had to cut the other half of his face and like map it over yeah and like the yeah. weird noises that he was making he was going if i just and then he was like tapping on this keyboard like like we were supposed to know what he was talking about like yeah if yeah. i just get these coordinates from this quadrant and bring them over yeah, to this he, quadrant he was going insane he was going crazy but like have you ever have you that's that reminded me of like you ever get like those old like apple computers or whatever and like or you do like a face filter and it might it cuts half of your face and then it maps like the the half of your face onto like the other side and it's like this yeah. mirror effect. Like that's what it should have looked like. It shouldn't have looked good. It shouldn't have looked like his real face. Oh yeah, it should have looked like some weird flipped mirror image, shouldn't it really? Yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of like really weird bits where they were like talking about just science and it was just loads of meaningless jargon, none of which made any sense. Yeah, uh, like, I had no clue what they were talking about. No, they were just they were just chatting shit. Mm. Thank God we saved the motherboard. <laughs> All right, uh, he he like his he's working with like some dude with this like artificial skin stuff, and then like they get beat up and like his his worker his friend dies, and then like. He goes back to it after like the the building had been burned down, and miraculously all of his uh, equipment is fine. Like we said, uh, no fire damage whatsoever, just a bit of like scorching. <laughs> uh, that makes complete sense that he can just transport it. and like he transports it over to this new warehouse, 
like completely fine. Nobody like questions him. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You're covered in bandages. <laughs> You're transporting anyone- all this shit. Yeah, did anyone even see him do that? Because uh, it was just like one scene he was in this like burnt down place and he was like, mm. oh, home. And then like two seconds yeah. later, he's in like this fancy new like abandoned warehouse. I'm, I'm confused. Yeah. Sees the cat and he's like, I'm, he's I'm home. He's little bit of short hair. <laughs> yeah. That would but not like, be an alley cat, by the way. No. It was so such a nice cat. Like not even like kind of dirty or whatever. But like he goes back to this... To his work, uh, to his work, to the lab, and all the stuff's burnt down, and he's like lamenting the loss of all the equipment, which he hasn't lost really. But then, like his his friend has died, and he just doesn't care. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's never brought up again. Like he's not all that angry about the fact that they've just killed like his best mate. He's like, yeah. how dare they take my synthetic skin? They <laughs> took my hands. Like, yeah, what the fuck? He was like so mad at him. He's like, Durant! He Durant! took my hands, my hands! I'm like, he did he really life. though? Because you can still do, like, you can still use the equipment and you Literally, can still, still like, do everything with with your hands. <laughs> so like, why are you so mad about, like, the loss of your hands? I've been mad about the loss now. of your face. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> Did you guys notice that when they like credited all the writers at the beginning? It was like something like seven writers. It's like ridiculous yeah. working. Yeah, would have liked to have just seen like maybe two writers, maybe Sam yeah. Raimi and someone else, or just Sam Raimi. See what he would make of it. Um, but I still like what we got. I suppose it's just yeah, it's just it's just bonkers and crazy. Yeah, apparently there was like quite a lot of like behind the scenes troubles. Like the studio were quite controlling. Um, I think that's why there were so many writers. Like apparently, like just the whole process of writing the script was super, super grueling, and there were loads of like arguments in post production during the editing between the studio and like Sam Raimi. Apparently, there was a editor who got so stressed out about it, he like had a huge panic attack and quit the film for like a few months before coming back there was like just everyone seemed to be clashing i think eventually sam raimi kind of got his way with the movie but i think there was still quite a lot of arguing back and forth throughout the whole thing Mm, it's a shame could have made it my excellent but you know I think a lot of people really, really like this movie i think it's like a cult movie you know yeah definitely you can see why it's a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, for sure. It is a lot of fun. I would watch it again, for sure. Like, yeah, just, just to waste an hour and a half or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they um in like 1992, they were going to make a television series based on it. They like made a pilot. Larry Drake was going to come back as Robert Durant. Oh, Jesus. Um, they only made the pilot and it <laughs> what, just like, went nowhere. But... Do you know what? I think it would have worked really well as a cartoon. Yeah, probably. It kind of it feels quite cartoony. Yeah, like it feels a bit, yeah, comic yeah. book-esque. I think it would have worked quite well. But um, maybe it was best that there wasn't a TV show because it wasn't um, that brilliant to begin with. No. Well, it was based on a lot of, like, you can see the comic book influence. It's very comic booky, Just uh, live action, I guess. Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe doing it animated would be uh, a good idea. But at oh. the same time, there's like a lot of stuff that you you can do with live action you can't do with animation that makes it like just inherently more endearing to me yeah 
like with like he's like chasing after like Durant or whatever, and he's like running on the, on top of a truck, and like the the legs are going really fast. <laughs> yeah, that was really ridiculous. And then like the he's uh, yeah, and like the green screen and all that, he's like hanging from a helicopter, and the green screen looks terrible. It was so much fun. And then um, yeah, like they're like oh, and then Durant died. He he got blown up in the helicopter. I'm like. Yeah, I bet he did, because you know he was in the helicopter and it exploded. He so should he's definitely not have dead. survived. But alas, <laughs> but alas, he's like back in the next scene, and he's got like a couple of scratches. Yeah, no, no, he wasn't. That was Dark Man wearing a mask for him to trick the other guy. Oh no, no, oh, oh, really? right, right. So no, yeah, yeah, he doesn't come back again until the next yeah, one. But he looks like the he's next back film in the next starts scene. with him waking up from a coma from the helicopter crash. That does make a bit more sense because actually imagine if you'd come back in the next scene with only cuts on his face. I'd be convinced that he was Dark Man and not Dark Man himself. I don't know, but wasn't he like relatively unscathed in the second movie as well? Yeah. Yeah, Should but they're probably like... That's a fault with the second movie, not the first one. Yeah, that is true. That's yeah. another topic for another movie. <laughs> Speaking of which, are we ready to go to ratings? What are we going to yeah, rate it yeah, out uh, of? Yeah. Um, Durant. <laughs> Are they all ratings out of Durant? Because I love it a little bit. Um, no, we'll think of something else for the second one. <laughs> right. If we can remember it. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, this is just a really ridiculous, entertaining movie. It's just, it's a lot of fun. There's not really a lot you can say about it. Obviously, it's not flawless. It's got loads and loads of issues. But if you switch your brain off and just enjoy it for what it is especially with a group of people i think you'd probably have a blast with it especially if you like sam raimi's style i'm gonna give it seven durants out of ten <laughs> yeah it's a lot of fun um big popcorn movie big uh like just schlocky fun i think um not amazing but you know it's a good way to waste off an hour and a half i think uh or just if you're looking for something to do. Um, and yeah, Sam Raimi makes it good. It is evidenced by the following movies that Sam Raimi is like the golden goose of this movie. He's made it, made it what it is. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it, so I'm going to give it uh, six Durants out of ten. Nice. Well, I don't think I'm going to rate it seriously, because all in all, it's not a serious film in any way, shape or form. But for me, if it makes me laugh and entertains the shit out of me, then it's a perfect film for me. So I'm rating it 10 <laughs> out of 10, boys. Nice. <laughs> that's all that really matters at the end of the day. If you had a good time, then yeah. that's it. Film's done its job. To be fair, I think I would have enjoyed it less if I was watching it by myself. So thanks for the, the dreams and memes, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Don't look at me. <laughs> I'm hideous. <laughs> so cliched. Okay, and next, next we watch uh, the second movie, Dark Man Two: The Return of Durant, which came out <laughs> what bloody, like five years after, directed yeah, by it was some ninety five, I think. It was filmed in nineteen ninety three, and they sat on it for <laughs> two years. And they should never have released it, is mm-hmm. my honest opinion. Like we said already, it was like filmed within a month along with the third movie it was filmed last it was meant to be the third movie and then they decided nah let's put it second for some reason yeah 
So it was directed by this guy called Bradford May, who's only directed like, I don't know, like not very good movies. Um, And it's basically about, (laughs) oh God, who knows, The Return of Durant, I suppose it's about him. Um, Like, Dark Man's back, he returns and he's uh, recast uh, with uh, some guy called Arnold Vosloo. Zulu or something? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. who... um, is best known for playing Emotep, the mummy from the Brendan Fraser mummy movies. Right. Yeah, so he's he's Dark Man now. Um and he sucks. Um but he's trying to like perfect the formula for artificial skin to restore his original appearance and then uh he discovers that Durant is still alive somehow. And he he's uh uses uses his uh, artificial skin recipe to disguise himself, and he infiltrates Durant's criminal organisation so he can bring him to justice. Um, and it's really bad. And we watched <laughs> it, and then we went on to the third film, and then, like, five minutes into that film, we said, we said to each other, what happened in the second movie again? And none of us could remember. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> As far as I remember, the second film started with Durant alive and then ended with Durant dead, and that is the most that I could get out of this film. Yeah. If anyone actually remembers anything that happened in it, um, yeah, Durant, looks blank. You know. Durant is back. He survived the explosion somehow. He went into a coma. He's finally awake, and he decides he's going to like build his cr- criminal syndicate or something. He just wants to make it bigger. The film is basically mostly dedicated to him. Like, it reminds me a bit of The Dark Knight, where there's less time focused on the hero, more time focused on the villain. Yeah. If only it was good. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. If only the, the villain about, was interesting. Yeah, the thing about these movies is that, and this happens with the third movie as well, is that, and it's particularly annoying for us who, who as we watch these one after the other, in the beginning of this movie, they have to recap absolutely everything that happens in the last movie. <laughs> so, when we're just like, well, basically, you don't have to see the first one to understand what's going on. And we just sat here, and it's like, what, like five minutes of just recap? Do you know what? I had 100% actually forgotten that that was a thing that happens in all three films. Well, obviously, not all three films, but in the second and third last films, yeah. it's essentially yeah. the same sequence that you had seen it from the other ones. So it makes me think that maybe they thought that people wouldn't actually watch all three of them and that people would only watch the sequels, which I find a bizarre thing to think about. Yeah. Unless because it was released so late afterwards that they thought, no one's going to remember Darkman. We're going to have to remind everyone who Darkman was. Yeah, so it's just like loads of archive footage of the original movie, but Liam Neeson's been replaced by the new actor in him, mm-hmm. and it just looks Shit. bad. And then the third movie, they do literally the exact same thing, same like voiceover, everything is just some slightly different clips, and even then, for the most part, it's literally just the same intro. It felt like um, like the intro sequence to a TV show. Yeah, I felt like I was watching a series mm-hmm. of something, like last time on Darkman. Yeah, it's like straight to DVD, right? It's, it's yeah. got that kind of vibe to it, mm. kind of B movie type the, of vibe. At the time, probably straight to VHS. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's like really hyped. Like, oh my god, I really love Dark Man. Let's watch Dark yeah, like, Man too. 
it definitely <laughs> had that feel of someone copying and pasting the same intro and just going, it's right, we've now just cut five minutes off the runtime, so enjoy that. Well, it kind of was just them copying, pasting the original movie, but just making it boring. Yeah, they took all the fun out of it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> like The first film doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's just ridiculous. It knows exactly what it is, and that's what makes it so entertaining. Whereas this film, they just take it too seriously, and it's just so slow and boring. Like There's just like, multiple scenes of exposition, of like characters just talking, and I, I don't give a shit. Like We watched it to see... Dark man, like be super ridiculous and get into fights and stuff, and that wasn't what this film was at all. It was just like a, just a generic crime movie with a like a battle sequence at the end. I guess that was about it. Yeah, I feel like it then begs the question of: Was Dark Man really a good film, or was it just good because it was like so shit? And for me, I already know it's because it's so shit. It's great, but it no. I don't know. It just made me stop loving Dark Man. <laughs> no. I don't. I don't think so. I think that Dark Man is a good movie, um, and this was more like, like just a carbon copy of it, but it, everything was worse. And like Dark Man, the original, it's like an hour and a half, and this is a, just a tiny bit shorter, I think. And that's not like by design. It's because because like the original, it's like it, it, you're in, you're out, and you know exactly what it knows exactly what it is. And it does everything that it needs to do in the allotted time, and then it's over, and you're just like, "What the fuck?" And this one, it's it's more like, "Oh, we, we it's an hour and a half because like the first one was an hour and a half, and like that's how you get a film to feature length." And there's nothing there's nothing unique about it really, and it it tries so I don't even it doesn't try at all actually, it doesn't try, and that's what I hate about it because if it was like if it was so bad that it was like funny, maybe I could get on board with it a bit more. But it doesn't even. I feel like it doesn't even want to exist. Like, yeah, just, I felt like no. it was there's painful. like nothing here, and it says a lot that none of us are like really. It says a lot that w- we forgot about this movie as we watched it, and yeah, I think a lot of that is to do with just like like the color palette looks worse, like it's dark and drab. The, the acting is worse and like people like line delivery is like we didn't have subtitles for this and woe betide we could not hear a word of what these people were saying they mumbled every line yeah like, there was loads like, of like yeah. people who didn't like enunciate their words and like slurred a lot of the words so we were like what did they just say yeah I was making up half of their lines if I'm honest with you <laughs> <sighs> Which, like, oh, in a man. film that's as dialogue heavy as this is, because like the majority of the film is just people talking. Like, you need to understand what they're saying. Yeah, it doesn't help that all the digital platformers, as well. This isn't actually the movie's fault. This is everywhere that streams it. They don't offer subtitles, so I have to make up the lines if if I can't hear them. Yeah, there's like <laughs> there's a scene where Dark Man he like looks at a magazine and he sees um like an ad for this lab scientist, this PhD, Dr. Brinkman. And he like looks at it and he goes, Dr. B-, and he reads exactly what's on the, the, the magazine. And he goes, Dr. Brinkman, lab scientist, PhD. Hmm. And like, that's it. And that was the end of the scene. And I was like, what? What the, f- what was that? 
Some stuff I can't read. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, it was for people who can't read and people who like they were like, oh, they're not paying attention. You got to read everything to them. They're so stupid. They don't understand what's going on. Now we got to have a scene with like Durant on the top of a building on top of a skyscraper as he golfs. And then, oh God. Okay. <laughs> golfs off a roof and then he sends some guy over the roof on like a one of those golfing buggies <laughs> and it looks terrible <laughs> there were like multiple close-up shots where like instead of like zooming in on the camera or holding the camera closer they like in post zoomed into the shot so it just looked really blurry and unnatural it looked awful yeah a lot of this is just not very well thought out I think you think they had a storyboard for this, honestly? Or did they just Probably have a, like a, a script and they were like, let's just do it? I, just, yeah, I don't I think fit, they even had that. I think they just, just were like, out. yeah, Durant, <laughs> you're back, go. They were like, Durant, do you want to write this script? <laughs> we're, we're renting out this, uh, this skyscraper. We're going to go on the roof. <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> the um, Arnold Vizlou, whoever his name is, who plays... Um, Peyton or Dark Man in this, he sucks. <laughs> He's so yeah. bad. He he doesn't have an American accent because the actor's South African. He did like, sound British. I had no clue what his accent was. It was going all over the place. Like Liam Neeson in the first film, obviously Liam Neeson is an American actor, but he had an American accent in that film. Like say what you want about the quality of it, but it was there. And in this, the the actor doesn't even try like i couldn't tell like what nationality he was from do you know what that, that i think that's the worst part for me is that i didn't want to like be the one that was really stupid and be like wait why is dark man's voice changed so i didn't question it i was just going yes he's british now i guess okay that's fine because i thought that i was just missing what Liam neeson sounded like yeah he straddles but- a line <laughs> between like this very posh kind of american British accent. I was like, what's happening here? He, he wasn't like posh in the first movie. What's with no, this accent? Are people supposed to just sort of go along with it because they're now kind of going, oh, well, that's not Liam Neeson, so I guess it doesn't matter. We'll just pretend that it's. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you get a new actor to replace someone, a lot of people just sort of brush it off because obviously they don't look the same and they probably don't sound the same. People aren't supposed to anything it, Darcy. They're just supposed to like buy the VHS and like. Pop it on and just like, yeah, whatever. The thing is that, yeah, I suppose as an actor, though, if you knew that Darkman was supposed to be American, you would at least try and put on an accent. But um, <laughs> there we go. Maybe yeah, never whatever. watched it. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe he's not seen it, actually. It. Maybe he thought he was the original Darkman. Yeah. <laughs> and I read the plot synopsis and they were like, okay. <laughs> Get someone to like edit together like uh, some clips of the, the first movie so I can watch it in a five minute stint and then add it to my movie and then I'll just go off of what I, what I can like understand from what that movie was. And then yeah, it's like someone paid him on. only that five minute clip and went, this yeah. is the story now just do it. <laughs> I feel like the biggest question I have with the plot of the film is how did Durant survive? Like, so, 
the How? first film ended with his helicopter crashing into a bridge and bursting into flames. There is no way he would have survived that. Like if he like escaped the like helicopter, like jumped out, he probably would have broken his neck in the fall. Like or like been burnt up in the flames when the helicopter exploded. There was literally no possible way he could survive, let alone survive completely unscathed like just go into a a coma and like perfectly recover a couple years later it's just not possible yeah it's 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 what why why did they what was the choices behind that like maybe they thought also that no one watched the first dark man film and they thought well no one knew that he got blown up in the helicopter so he just came back i guess (laughs) don't think apparently um apparently sam raimi came on set when they were filming the this film and told the actor that um, Durant would be in the third Darkman movie. Obviously, he didn't tell him that the third movie had already been filmed. Yeah. God. It's just... It's just bad, man. It's just really awful. Um, there was, like, one scene I think we all, like, had a bit of fun with, which was, like, he kills a guy in the, the toilets, like a public toilet. He was like, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you son of a bitch! You did it! You killed him! And then he kills that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that part was funny because at least something was happening. Like I, I'd forgotten the film was happening, and then two seconds later, he's fucking flying from the ceiling and kicking someone into the seat of a toilet. And I thought, all right, yeah, here was, we go. That's the only bit I liked in the whole film. <laughs> it's the only bit that actually <laughs> caught my attention. And it was over within a like, not even a minute. Yeah, like a like a millisecond, and I was yeah. like, ah. Uh, Shit, here we go. You can tell that they really did not give a shit with this film. No. Like, none of the actors really try at all. Um, All the sound effects are, like, stock sound effects, and they sound awful. Like, they sound like they just, like, bought a CD of free sound effects and just (laughs) used that. (laughs) Yeah. Just visually, it's really bad. Just everything about it is just terrible. It was boring. Is Is there a love interest in this? For Dark Man, there's a love interest in every film, but um, is there a woman in this? I feel like there is. I thought, I thought the love interest in this film was um, but I could be getting mixed up with the third film. Isn't it like mm. someone's sister or something? I don't know. Or was that the third film? <laughs> oh yeah, that was the his like partner or something. his partner's sister. The... Was it? Was it that film or was it the last? I think film? it was this film. Oh, there's a girl remember. named Jill. There's a girl named yeah. Jill in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's oh no, there's. Lorne in the second film, um, yeah. where he goes to the, um, like a nightclub to find her. I remember that part a little bit. Yeah, because there's, there's two. Remember that. There's two women in every film, I think. And in the last film, it was that that guy's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every film sort of checks out, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah. So yeah. They got, like, so in the second like, film, two it was women his partner, in this, sister. I guess. Yeah. The one and with the like, long, like, red curly hair, and he was all like, oh, who's this? And then when he goes up to her later on, he's like, you met me for two minutes, don't you remember me? I'm Peyton. And she's like, who? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's like a woman named Jill here, who he talks to, and, like, she's one of two women in this movie, and she gets what, firebombed. Yeah. She gets in her car, and it just blows up. <laughs> yeah, 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 she's the news reporter, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, like the woman he like goes up to the building and like we he's never met her before and he's like, oh, I've got a proposition for you or something. And he's like, find me some stuff. 
oh yeah and then she just sort of goes along with it like oh you better not be wasting my time <laughs> you, yeah like as if some oh creepy God. man hasn't just approached you in your in your office but okay and then she got that's casino, the thing we don't know she got in her car and it blew up yeah we don't even know that's like half of these movies are just like us trying to figure out what the hell happened because they're so damn forgettable and that's like yeah so if you're gonna watch these movies don't do it just watch the first one please <laughs> Yeah. This film was also in 18, and literally I have no clue how, because everything was so mild. Like, the violence was super, super <laughs> mild. Like, you could have easily gotten away with that in, like, a PG. It was, like, very little swearing. It's just nothing. In it. Yeah, nothing happened. Well, but then again, no, none of the three of us even really remember it, so maybe we just missed, like, a complete segment of it or something. No, I looked up... um imdb have like a parental guide oh yeah and like every single category was mild i think except for language which was like moderate or severe and i was like reading the violence and i was like that you, you could easily get away with that in like a pg or a 12 yeah but remember these are american movies they're um they're quite harsh once they hear the shit word they're like oh no yeah they're still yeah. rated by the uk bbfc well yeah. Maybe someone had a day like, off that day. They saw like Durant scream that or like someone, I don't know. Like I hate meatloaf who screams in anguish. <laughs> I hate meatloaf. Like, I can't abide so by this. Good. This is an eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> can't deal with I the meatloaf hate. About that bit. <laughs> There's like a part where um he's where Dark Man is like disguised as one of uh Durant's uh men and he's like sat in in the building in the office building with him and like they're gathered around the table and then like they don't know how to communicate how much the dark man hates durant or for what reason particularly so they're like oh how can we communicate that in this moment uh dark man sees durant and he just he wants to he, he's so upset by seeing him so they just have him like in like a dream sequence scream durant and then, like, launch himself across the table at him. <laughs> oh, yeah, where he's like, I'm going to kill you! And everyone's yeah. just sort of sitting there thinking, who the fuck is this guy and what is he doing? Did you like how, how he was wearing uh, Durant's, uh, like, colleague, I'm just going to call him, one of his cronies' faces, and then he takes off the yeah. face, and it has his other artificial face underneath it. Yeah. yeah, that was so, yeah, that was so confused. <laughs> He's wearing two masks. <laughs> Honestly, he was like fighting with the the Russian guy as he wore his face, and they have nowhere. He's just like, oh, Rocky beats him. And oh goes, yeah, his name was oh, Ivan. No one. Yeah, he's like, no wonder you got, no wonder you lost the Cold War. I'm like, whoa, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say that. <laughs> Did you like the fact that there was a character called Roy in the film? What's there? Roy? Yeah. Some guy called Roy. I vaguely recall. I don't remember all that much about it, to he be was, honest. He was like one of the other like henchmen who was like told to go outside and, I don't know, do something. You also had like, this crazy scientist guy who worked with Durant who was basically just like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Like He sounded the exact same acted kind of the same he just wasn't very memorable or likable at all i don't know who you're talking yeah. about and that actually proves your point really yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I remember that guy he had like a laser and he's like 
Yeah. Oh, I've got this big laser. So I like shoots it at some people and like they just unplug it from the mains. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, no, I know who you're talking about now. But only because you mentioned the whole laser sequence, and I and I said how stupid it was that <laughs> a scientist yeah. would come up with a laser and then think, "Oh, wait a minute, they're going to unplug my laser from the other side of the room." Why didn't I make it <laughs> battery powered? Yeah, that's so stupid. Oh dear, <laughs> I don't have anything else to add to this film. I don't know if you guys do. No, it's I'm just actually so forgettable. sick. I'm sick of it. Um, vengeance has many casualties. He says at the end, he's always got this monologue at the end, and then it ends immediately after. Yeah, like, okay. This is where it ends, because oh. he's got his monologue, and his yeah, only but- line was like, Vengeance has many casualties, and then it ends. The way it ended so abruptly, like, and then I go into the shadows alone, and it was just like, okay. Yeah. Just and end then, like, there, we're, then. like, halfway through the credits, and I'm like, oh, shit, has this movie ended? Yeah, like, didn't even register it. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. I'm trying to find oh, my rating God, for yeah. it. Durant, he like, he's taking some pills in the movie, but like, they don't, I guess he doesn't know how to take a pill because it looks really bad. Like, you don't see anything in his hand. He just like puts his hand to his mouth and then like, he opens his mouth and then that's it. And then and you're like, he's like, yeah, I've taken a pill. But it's like, no, you just put your hand to your mouth. <laughs> oh, Classic God. Larry Drake acting there. <laughs> One of the greats. <laughs> Oh dear. Why is he like pursuing these women also? Like, he can't feel anything. Does Darkman fuck now? Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. I found my rating. Maybe finally. he just wants to feel love. He can't feel anything. Maybe. It doesn't matter to him now. <laughs> All he knows is his love for his work and his cat. Yeah. We get to go to ratings then? Yeah. <laughs> like the, the movie, it's it's... It's an abrupt ending to the discussion. <laughs> Should we uh, rate this out of Larry Drake's? Larry Drake's! Oh, you know what? There was a guy wearing a Captain America t-shirt as well. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, look at that guy. <laughs> yeah, Larry Drake. Maybe it's <laughs> foreshadowing Doctor Strange 2. Captain America's going to come back. Well, that'd Maybe be a pretty... Yeah, pretty large foreshadowing, I would say. He didn't direct this movie. (laughs) (laughs) He just knew something. You wanted to let everyone know. Mm -hmm. Um, This film sucks. Mm. It's so forgettable. I honestly think after we've finished recording this podcast, I'll never, ever think about it ever again. (laughs) Because I have no reason to. It's just like, there's like, I have no memory of it left. I think I only remembered bits and pieces of it because I had like noted down things that happened but even then like it's just such a bland nothing movie and i'm gonna give it one larry drake out of 10 <laughs> a singular larry drake um yeah I'm- um it's it's bad and i was actually dreading talking about it because all throughout today i was like oh fuck what was that movie about I've absolutely no idea, and like I had to like read through my notes again. I was like, "What? <laughs> like, I barely remember any of this." Um, yeah, it's bad. It didn't need to be a trilogy as well. It didn't need to be a trilogy. Not everything needs a sequel, you know. Um, one Larry Drake, <laughs> one Larry Drake out of ten sucks. I'm no longer gonna dignify it with any response. One Larry Drake out of ten, boys. 
skadoosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Now we get on to the greatest movie ever. Woo! Dark Man Free. Die, Dark Man, Die. I actually, I think I think this film's a little bit underrated, to be honest. Oh, is it though? No, like it was absolute dog shite, but it was at least funnier. So I think I have to give it props for being better than the uh, second one. Do you want to try and explain the plot to it? So, um, I vaguely know the plot. Essentially, um, Peyton or Darkman, as we like to call him, he needs more money to fund his synthetic skin experiments. But apparently the pot is now dry. He needs to look for some money. So he steals 300 grand from one of the local um, arms dealers. But I can't remember his name. I think it's Rooker or something like that. And that is essentially the plot all in all. Um, Obviously, there's another love interest, which is obviously Rooker's wife. but that is literally just the whole plot is that he steals 300 grand from some other arms dealer because obviously Durant's now dead and he's not in the picture. And um, it's essentially it, it, both the other films put together, really, but just with money stolen this time. So what do and we think? And it essentially sucks. It's a it- terrible movie. <laughs> wow. Who would have thunk it? It's so bad, and it doesn't matter that it was, like, marginally better than the second one. It's pretty fucking hard to be worse than that piece of shit, okay? I felt that a little bit, you know? Oh, I'm sorry, Darcy, that you love this movie so much. Like, I feel for you, you know? (laughs) Okay, I won't say I love it. I like bad movies as much as the next guy. It was kind of funny, I guess. But then, like, a lot of it was just bad as hell, man. So bad. Like, they're just, like... Oh, all the time they're laughing <laughs> they're, these characters are laughing and I feel like they're laughing at me and, ha, and ha, the ha, laughter ha, is ha. so fake like ha it was ha, 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 it was almost ha, as if ha. they knew that Max was watching this movie and they decided to laugh at his very existence yeah so like everyone like laughs at stuff they say like it's their evil plan like they're like evil geniuses <laughs> and their evil plans finally coming to fruition even Dark Man does it it's yeah. so stupid. He does it so many times as well. Like he'll print off like his four thousandth synthetic skin, and he'll be like, ha, 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 "Yes." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I've done it." It's like we already knew you could do it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? He's got his um proper face uh, a lot of the time. Probably, I feel like probably because they just couldn't afford the prosthetics. Probably couldn't afford the makeup. For like the scarred face. So that took me out of it a lot. Um, Amongst all the rest that's just really bad about it. And this was like the first time that I noticed that nobody had actually called him Dark Man until now. And even then, it's like he was referenced like once in a newspaper. Yeah, it was in in like a little clipping where it was like, who was the Dark Man? And I was like, it's been three fucking movies and only now someone's actually called him Dark Man. Yeah. For, like, what reason? Because the picture was in black and white. Yeah, because he just had, like, a cloak and a hat on and everyone was like, ooh, the mysterious dark man. It's the Babadook. (laughs) (laughs) Arnold Vosley, back again as dark man. Just as bad again. In this film, like, a lot of his dialogue, he literally sounds like a voice actor in a really bad anime dub. 
Like his inflections, just the way he talks. It, it sounds ha- awful. It's the way he laughs as well when he does the <laughs> like <laughs> an anime <Yeah>. villain. <laughs> yeah, it was really anime-ish. Honestly, I got a lot of anime vibes from it. But not a good anime, a bad anime. Yeah. Um, like it, it's set up, it's like it goes to like, it's like dark and these two guys are talking just i don't remember what happened really like arm dealers probably i mean it's a dark man movie um but then they're like oh they're trying to like get us to be invested in these these guys who are just talking they're like how many years we've been doing business together ah like four years well wow these guys have so much chemistry and history i really hope they (laughs) survive or like i hope they're crucial but i don't know i don't think you see them again and then like he's talking to the guy and he's like, huh, you know, you know that drink you had? I pissed in it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think pretty much all the acting is just as bad as the second one. The only thing that really made the film like entertaining to me was Jeff Fahey, who plays Peter Roker, who's the villain in the film. And he's fucking hilarious, especially in like the final couple of scenes. He's just so ridiculously over the top. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, uh, in a terrible kind of way. He's got yeah. this like problem with his family, where he's just like, now oh, whatever, I'll just play the piano and just like ignore my family." And yeah, he was like, a little like, bitch. I, I don't know. I, I hated him so much, and the acting was yeah. still bad. Like I don't know. Like he was the best part of the movie, and he still sucked. <laughs> he was. He was. He also should have been just the villain from the get go. Like I would have probably loved the second film a lot more if it was actually him instead of Durant. Just wipe the second film out of existence. Just have this as the second film, and then that's it. Just make it like a duology. Yeah, it would have. It would have just been the perfect second film because it was meant to be the I mean, second film. I wouldn't film. have said it was the perfect second film. Still all right, sucked, all right, all right. The perfect nah. second film for a shit film. All right. <laughs> well, I'm getting attacked from my... <laughs> Maybe they could have put like the budget for the second one into this. Like maybe maybe made it a little bit better. Spent the month that they spent filming both of them, just filming one of them. Yeah, they didn't yeah. I, we didn't need both. We really didn't need a trilogy. I agree with Max. It just never needed to happen. Not everything needs to be a trilogy. Can you fucking imagine if like I don't know, they they made like a trilogy out of like some like movies that we've got now. Like imagine like a Blade Runner three. Like Jesus Christ. Like I dread to think about it. And it's just nothing again, nothing matters and it's all terrible. Um he's like has he perfected liquid skin yet in this movie? Because I feel like that was like a big problem for him, but he like either he hasn't done it yet or they skated over it and we just didn't know. He started perfecting it in this film and then they just pretended, they just forgot about it. There was like a point where it was like saying about how it was, it survived for like 500 hours or something instead of like... Yeah, 300 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Mul- like multiple hours rather than an hour and a half. Then they never mentioned it ever again. Yeah, but it's yeah. Maybe it got- they did and I just forgot about no, it. No, it... Um- they stole it from him, didn't they? I have no he's, clue. He's looking at it. Yeah, so essentially he perfected this, like, skin, and then that she-devil doctor woman was like, oh, yeah, um, that's cool. Now we're going to steal the recipe off of you. 
So she gives it to whatever his name is, and then they have sex on the table. Do you not remember? Do you not remember any of this? I remember them having sex on the table. That's about <laughs> it. So I remember it literally was just like a scene from a really, really bad porn. It, they were just it, making out, weren't they? Oh, I don't, I don't remember, but it was definitely how it happened. Well, that was definitely how the the uh, the formula of the film went was like. Oh, we're going to reattach your nerves. Oh, look, you've perfected the skin. We're going to steal the skin. And then I'm going to hook up with ya, ya, ya. And then you're going to pretend to be me and go hook up with my wife. Yeah. The ultimate cocking. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it should have been called. Dark Man (laughs) 3. The ultimate cocking. (laughs) Dark Man 3, the cockening. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a sequence where Dark Man um, has to pretend to be Rooker to get into like his house. And his it, it, his um family have like thrown a surprise birthday party or something for him, and he gets sucked into his party and has to like spend time with Rooker's daughter and his wife Angela, and like he starts to care about these people um, for some reason, and he realizes that Rooker's a terrible dad and that these people deserve better or something like that, <laughs> and then he comes back like later on to tell um Angela that. He um was pretending to be Rooker. He like like Angela's walking to the car with her daughter, and Peyton just shows up and's like that guy that was in your house. That was me, and she's like <laughs> she's like terrified because he just appeared out of nowhere and is acting really weird. I can't yeah, what believe the you hell remember was her he name. Thinking? It's because I wrote it down oh, when they brought okay. it up. Like that part was just so fucking ridiculous. Like. Who in what mind, like, I know Darkman isn't, like, all there or anything, but who in their right mind thought, all right, I'm going to go up to this lady who doesn't know who I am, and I'm going to tell her, oh, I was at your child's play. I was uh, I was seeing your little child at their play. I was holding yeah. your hand. Don't we you remember hands. me? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was, like, the best part of the movie, especially, like, when, like, because it's uh, the guy's birthday, and he's, like... He's dressed as him, and he's got his face, and then he's like, he's coaxing up to the daughter and like treating her like how like you would treat like I suppose just your regular daughter if you had a daughter, and you'd be nice to her and you'd actually pay attention to her, and then like she she's like happy birthday, daddy, and then like gives him a present, which is like this heart, and then he keeps it. He he keeps <laughs> yeah, he the present it. that she gave to her father. Yeah, he's like, look, I got the, I have the present. It was me. And he like shows them the heart, and they're like scared out of their wits. They're like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then there's like a, a scene like afterwards where Peyton like has a dream or something of um Angela standing there with this weird like. It's like in a CGI garden or something. There's this huge snake that wraps oh around God. her with Peyton's face on it. Yeah. <laughs> what was that even about? Yeah. That was absolutely amazing. Out of nowhere. There's nothing like that in any of the other movies. It just suddenly happened. That was so weird as well. And it only it lasted great, like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, we burst out laughing. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. Oh dear. I I didn't like Bridget either, the uh the, the blonde woman who Who? Made, oh, the, the blonde doctor. woman who has yeah, yeah, she everything she says 
is like laced with seduction like the tone of voice is just like it's she's supposed to be sexy and look at this <laughs> oh it's so bad it's so awful like please man like you can't even write okay you can't write your male characters you can't do it but somehow the female characters are worse like how do you manage that it's impressive all right <laughs> well he's got balls i'll give him that <laughs> <laughs> there's like a a hallucination scene that happens I think in all three movies where like Darkman like just suddenly hallucinates and starts having like loads of flashbacks in like this really fast cutting way <laughs> and like I'd get it if it was like once in every movie because it was once in the first two movies but it happens like four times in this film it like really feels like that- they were trying to pad it out because they were like oh shit it's not an hour and a half yet let's <laughs> throw yeah, something in is that the one where like they throw up the montages of like eyeballs and Frankenstein yeah. and yeah, that what? made no sense. Just yeah, Frankenstein randomly shows up in one of the hallucinations. Yeah, like, just like random montage pictures of like red smoke and beakers and images of him from the last three fucking films. It's just weird. Like, yeah. It would make sense if maybe that was like PTSD or something. But why the fuck was Frankenstein there just for like what, a couple frames? I don't know whether it's because he was all like... I'm insecure about people thinking that I'm a freak because, you know, the second someone calls him like a freak, he goes, and then starts like fucking going mental. Yeah, because he's crazy. He's insane. (laughs) Speaking of which, they use a lot of like, they use a lot of the same shots from like the previous movie as well. Like he's like going down the manhole and like he's smiling. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell is happening here? He's like descending down this... Just random manhole to his his dark man cave in the bat cave, and he he's just like smiling as he goes down. Yeah, and it's not even like they like recreated the shot. It's literally just the exact same clip from the previous movie. Oh, what, the, just the manhole recycled. bit. Yeah, that, that was lazy. Just when he picks up his mask in the layer as well, the oh, f- yeah. one that's printed. Yeah, that was lazy. There's multiple bits like that throughout where they just copy the exact same clip from the second film. I it I is lazy. Think- it's very lazy. Yeah, like, maybe they just didn't expect people to watch them back to back, so they thought that maybe no one would notice. <laughs> like, I never criticise us for this. I wouldn't We've recommend watching We've created a masterpiece. It's the only way to do it. Plot-wise, it's a lot that doesn't really make sense as well. No. They, like, kind of explain how Darkman got the money for um to build, like, his layer and stuff in, like, an offhand comment. Like he says, that he gets like donations from the public or something. Yeah, he sounds like um, like a Robin Hood where he's just like stealing money. Yeah, it makes no yeah. sense. Like, what do you mean donations from the public? Surely, like he's, never he's like the secretive before. person. Because I like I put down in the second film in my notes, how can he afford this huge layer with all this technology? And he like says in this film, oh, I get donations from the public or something. And are we gonna forget the fact that? Most of the people think that he's dead. So who's he actually pretending to be when he's getting donations? Does he like wear other people's faces and then gets unless like, he's just money? like a superhero, like does things, like saves people who are at danger from criminals, and then they pay him for it? Yeah, he's got like, like a Patreon. It? Yeah, like he's a <laughs> vigilante or something, but he gets paid for it. Don't have think to about have it too a lot much. of patrons on Patreon to be able to afford all that technology. <laughs> There's yeah, only uh, one man. level. $10,000 a month. <laughs> Please, I need more bandages. I have to keep buying more bandages. 
God, for what? my look. It's my superhero costume. The the I, I escape from hospital covered in bandages and I just got a coat and a a hat and and that's my superhero outfit and I have no idea why I kept the bandages on, but I just do it. <laughs> why did he keep the bandages? <laughs> Maybe that's how he saves money. He um, has his lair because he's only got one outfit that he wears every day. <laughs> hmm. It's like the Maybe. mummy or the invisible man. Yeah. I don't think there's really much else to say about this film, is there? No, not really. there's really not. I like how um, like he's fighting those guys and then like the pipes are dropped on him and he like falls to the ground and then he gets up and he's like, I- I'm a new man now, stronger than ever. <laughs> ironic because he's supposed to be yeah like the strongest man alive and he's like i'm even stronger than that no he says that he's stronger than ever stronger i don't remember this i need to see that again he says that is amazing terrible line delivery at least with this film it's not i don't think it's quite as bad as the the second film, like it makes a lot of sense that this was filmed before that because I feel like the second film they probably were like, fuck it, I can't be bothered to do this anymore and just let yeah. every take, first take, like, yeah, only take they used. You see a modicum of the, the tiniest bit of effort to put into this one, perhaps, but not enough, I suppose. He's like in the hospital with the. Uh, the, the wife and the child and then he's like like right at the end he's looking after them and he's like uh, I have to go but and then he just like leaves the hospital for like no reason it's like he has nothing going on he's just like I'm gonna go <laughs> you'd think for that more people would have like questioned the facts that a man in a huge like in a suit and like covered in bandages like suddenly walking out of a hospital yeah. well not really because he's in a hospital I, don't, I wouldn't question it really if that was me I'd walk past and be like, oh, he's from the hospital. Why? You wouldn't? What, really? Like, I mean, I'd probably why think, oh, why is he coming out of this hospital? But, <laughs> <laughs> but if you just come out of the hospital, it's a bit rude to be like, oh, <laughs> why are you looking like that? Yeah. Oh, you know what I forgot? Is that they put like this electroshock thingy in his neck, in the back of his neck. They like embed it into him and oh, so yeah, that and they just, can like control him. And He just fucking I'm rips like, it out. Yeah, he rips it out before that. It's really hurting him. And I'm like, didn't all your nerve endings like stop working so you can't feel anything? Why? Are you, how are you able to feel this? Yeah, I think the point was it was like connected to like machine. A, a vein in his spine or something that was what like makes him feel or something. Like, parent, like they needed to reattach that for him to be able to feel or some shit. And they attached <laughs> it to this machine. It literally makes no it sense. It is nonsensical. No. You can't feel... Like, your bones don't allow you to feel. That's <laughs> not no. how it works. And then, like, he, he gets dumped down this, like, hole. And then he's like, oh, I've I found some pliers. You, 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 you fools. You left me with pliers down here. Now I can, like, take the, the electro thing out of the back of my neck. I can pull it from my neck. And he, as he's doing that, he's, like, laughing. He's like, ha, 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 ha. he finds the pliers and he, like, takes he tears the the electroshock thing out of his neck and he's like laughing like what more laughter please stop yeah um i've got nothing else to add to this film don't know about you guys no (laughs) uh 
No. <laughs> Let's go to ratings. Should we rate this out as snakes? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I do think this is like a large improvement over the second movie. Only because I found it funnier. I thought, although the sequence with like Darkman growing to love like, Rooker's family was pretty pretty cringy. I appreciated the fact that they were trying to put some heart into it. Like, it felt like they were trying to do something with this movie even if it didn't work. It didn't feel quite as lazy and like, slaps together like the second movie does. Um, that doesn't mean it's like a masterpiece or doesn't even mean that it felt like this was a necessary movie because it really wasn't, but I appreciate that there was some effort put into it occasionally. Um, I guess I'd give it like three snakes out of ten. It's quite low three, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I do not think it was an improvement over the last. I just think it was dumber. And by that token, it became funnier to me. Um, I don't really think they put much effort into it, to be fair. Um, and it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch it again, really, ever. Um, and to give it more than what I'm going to give it is an admission to the fact that I would remember it in a couple of weeks. And I, I really don't think that I will. Um, and I'll never think about it again. So, yeah. Came out of this. <laughs> and I'm all the stronger for it. So I'm going to give it a... I'll still, I'm still going to give it a, a one snake. Out of ten. <laughs> nice. Boy. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it more than the second one. Um, it did make me laugh. I actually remembered the story to it as well, which is an achievement for me. But um, I'm just going to straight up give it a three snaky snakes out of ten. Nice. nice. And there we go. Our first go. marathon back. Woo! We did it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But I wouldn't do that one again. No, I'm f- I'm gonna forget about the films pretty quickly. I think. No, I'd watch the first one again, but never watch the sequels again. Yeah, oh, I feel no, like I'll there are a lot, of, a lot of like movie marathons on our list that are probably going to be like this. I don't, I feel like this is quite a common yeah. trope of like films like this, especially when you get like films where there's like one theatrical movie and then the other two are like straight to DVD or TV sequels or something like that. Yeah. Oh, Chris, I really just want to see you spin that wheel. We accidentally spun it, by the way. I just thought I'd like to tell Max. Um, we did accidentally spin it and we did get a result, but we're obviously not going to oh. count it. <laughs> no, don't, please. <laughs> but would you like to know what we could have been doing? Nah. No, he's not interested. Well... I, I I'm interested. Remember. It was Danny Boyle movies, uh, right? So we got another marathon to do for next week. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That'll be something. I mean, I guess. What what we got? I don't know. Yeah, We're gonna see, see it. it. Come on. <gasps> right. Remember, we get like free vetoes as well. Okay, and it's chosen mm-hmm. the um, David Fincher murder mysteries. So you got seven Zodiac and Gone Girl. Finally, some good movies. <laughs> yeah, we already we already saw seven. It's called Spiral. Yeah. so <laughs> I think we should veto that. <laughs> Three great movies. Mm. Looking forward to yeah, they're watching good. them again. I love Gone Girl. 
I'm gassed. I'm excited for this. So, there we go. Uh, Fincher movies, Seven and uh, Zodiac and Gone Girl. Fantastic. I love all those movies. Thank you so much for listening. We are back, baby. We did it. We braved the storm of COVID and we're back doing what we always wanted to do with the podcast. So, uh, what are we on now? Episode 32. In three more episodes, we've got a show to watch. Episode 35, we'll be watching and discussing Westworld Season 1. So, uh, be ready for that and watch Westworld. Uh, We've got our social medias. We've got YouTube, the Sunday Movie Marathon. Twitter, at Sunday Movie Pod. Facebook, at Sunday Movie Marathon. And Letterboxd, at Sunday MM. Thank you so much for listening. Another week in the bag. Another episode for the books. We're back better than ever. And with a new co-host. And thank you, Darcy, for being on for the foreseeable future. It's all good. Just get some good films now, boys, okay? <laughs> yeah, we've got a good week ahead of us. <laughs> so, yeah, brilliant stuff. And don't watch Irreversible. <laughs> 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 Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, my...